Hello, this is the 616 show, but this is not just your average episode. This is a special episode. Mm-hmm. Special feature, baby. Oh, Haven, <laughs> I am your father. No. You can call me daddy. <laughs> Man, what if I they call Mark Hamill daddy? <laughs> we need to redub Star Wars in some <laughs> modern with modern lingo. Yes. <laughs> Darth <laughs> Vader can call Padme Bay. Yeah, Luke, Luke's like, no, that's impossible. And hey, Vader's just like, no cap. <laughs> Son. Yo, this lightsaber is fire. Yo. <laughs> I'm Princess too old Lays to be using thought. these words. I'm way too old to be using these terms. I sound really goofy. But um, you're older than me and you know more. I'm impressed. <laughs> Yo, that this medallion for destroying the Death Star, this slaps. This is the slaps. <laughs> it's on fleek. <laughs> no, that's that's more like 2014. You're oh shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, now now you're really dating yourself. Oh uh, no, I'm showing my age. <laughs> well, as you know, today is May 4th, 2023, also known as May the 4th, also known as May the 4th be with you also known as the month we are going to celebrate Star Wars in its entirety. Yes, the one holy day, more holy than life day, and just a little bit better than Revenge of the Fifth. Yeah, yeah. But it all we always know it starts with the fourth. So, Haven, there's a lot we can unpack. I mean, Star Wars is so vast. You know, maybe if this were the 70s and the early 80s, this would be a difficult thing to talk about you know, for a half hour or an hour, but there's just so much Star Wars. And we're kind of blessed. If we were talking about this back then, we would literally be like two incel people just like saying one day America will fall just because at the time no one was talking about Star Wars like they do now. Yeah, it's uh it's it's on your streaming platform. It's on your kid's backpack. It's on your under It's on my backpack. What are you it's talking on, about? It's on your backpack. Oh hey kudos <laughs> It's on your underwear. It's on your shirt. It's on your walls. It's everywhere. Star Wars is so hard and ingrained in your life. You don't even realize what things were like maybe 20 years ago. 20 years ago, it was taboo to have any of that stuff out. And not taboo in the, you know in a bad way. Just uh, it, it, you were kind of put into a, a category for carrying around Star Wars or comic book related stuff. But it's just so widely accepted and just like I said, part of our society that you don't even stop to notice it. It's so great. Now, how has Star Wars changed your life for the better, Eugene? Star Wars. Well, we'll, we'll so let's we'll answer that, but let's start with this. I got, okay. I, I got a question. Let me let me let me um let me one up you for this one. Oh, how did you get introduced to Star Wars? I I think it was probably my dad because ever since I could remember, I've just always loved Star Wars. I was a little confused as a kid because I had the toys for as long as I could remember, and I always thought Chewbacca was evil since he looked like a giant wolf man. That's fair. That's fair. But I would like I, every Friday night after school. 
it would be going to walking down to Blockbuster and getting the entire trilogy on VHS and just spending the weekend watching that in my original Darth Vader voice changer helmet. Wow. And for those of you yep. who don't know what Blockbuster is, imagine Netflix, <laughs> but like a store, a, but in a store and you buy these little square things that you put into another square thing that plays on another square thing. Mm -hmm. No airplay, no <laughs> Apple Maps, just literal tape in a box. So my journey began, I remember it to like almost like it was yesterday, uh, as cliche as that sounds. <laughs> but my mom and I were shopping. I was probably around eight or 10 <clears throat> and we were at a Walmart, you know, just doing our casual shopping. And they had just yeah. re-released the trilogy on VHS in those, Ooh. you know, the cool half face cassette, uh, you know, printings, you know, the first one had yeah, uh, the one that they use for the old laser discs. Yeah. The first one had Darth Vader's face. Empire had the stormtrooper. <laughs> Jedi had Yoda. So yeah. I remember I said, Mom, what is that? And she <laughs> says, Oh, that's Star Wars. Your brothers were really into that when they were your age. My brothers are uh, a generation older than me. So they're about 10, 12 years older. And I said, Wow, really? So she said, Yeah, you know what? Let's let's get that. I want, you know, I, I know your brothers have some stuff in the house that you might enjoy. So we bought it. It was I don't know how much it was, probably $50. <laughs> oh, yeah. At um, the time, it was probably close to like 100 Yeah. And I remember I went home, you know, popped in A New Hope. And as I was watching it, my mom brought out this giant bin uh, that was like, it looked like a, a like a, a portable safe. Popped oh. it open and it was just to the brim stuffed with classic old school figures. From my god that's a treasure trove i know i know and but they were my brothers so i never claimed them as my own but i remember playing with them as i made my way through that trilogy and i believe it was a weekend so i made my way through the entire trilogy got myself uh, acquainted with these action figures and it just that's how it just kind of started and when my brothers picked up on it that you know that i'm a i became a fan it was right around the time that um they were re-releasing uh the trilogy with you know the the lucas edits which we mm -hmm. probably don't uh, want to talk about <laughs> no and then the one with blinking ewoks yeah and uh, that's what everyone wanted to see and han solo's head doing that weird glitchy video game shift <laughs> <laughs> and uh and i think believe shortly after that it was phantom menace so mm -hmm. i mean it all just kind of steamrolled so quickly because it there was no no break after watching those first three it was like oh you're into this well little do you know they're re-releasing it in theaters and also after that there's a prequel trilogy coming out it just Damn. it just yeah it just happens so fast and year after year after year after year just star wars star wars star wars so that's how my my life kind of uh that's how i kind of fell into it and it just out of pure curiosity was mom what is that and my mom just kind of i guess she kickstarted it so now your your question to address your question how has Star Wars changed my life? Well, let me ask you that because I just went on this whole soliloquy, but how has it changed <laughs> your life? Well, I mean, I honestly probably wouldn't be the person. I, it sounds sad in a sense, but I probably wouldn't be where I'm at. I wouldn't be what I'm into now if it wasn't for Star Wars because 
I only am on this path and I made the friends I have because of just that little mutual spark. Like you just come in one day wearing a leather Darth Vader baseball hat. Someone gives you a compliment of it. We start talking about Battlefront 2. Next thing you know, I'm a guest starring on a podcast. We're going out to dinner. And then I'm here at a news station. You and me start talking. And then David comes in and everything just goes on from there. Yeah. Uh, your your passion for it has branched out and tethered you to uh, some pretty great people, including myself, because I'm pretty great. Number one. <laughs> no, but you know, I always said, you know, you tend to attract the people that are the most like you, whether that's, um, you know, intellectually, sometimes financially, if you're into that um, <laughs> in, in, in many different ways. And so if you're I totally agree with you. I mean, you're going to naturally branch out and attach yourself to people who love the things you love. And that's how we ended up on the 616 show together. Yep. Without Star Wars, this show wouldn't have happened. No, probably not. Probably not. Um, yeah, for me, it, it really, my brothers were really, or one of my brothers was really into Star Trek and, you know, all forms of Star Trek. You A know. traitor in the family. <laughs> he was into OG. He, he, uh, he introduced me to Next Generation, uh, Voyager, Deep Space Nine, so, and so forth. But, you know, I was never really, I I watched it, but I was never passionate about it. Because there was always, you know, that, like we said, you know, when you think of Star Trek fans, they kind of fall into a certain category and way of thinking. So, mm -hmm. And I kind of found Star Wars to be like a happy medium. Yeah, you know, it wasn't too soap opera space. It, it, we call it a space opera, but it wasn't like soap opera like and theatrical like star trek was but it also yeah, kind of lent itself over the top it wasn't the thinking man show it was just here's some cool laser swords here's a badass in a black cape and mask you have to save the galaxy in this hunk of junk with a giant wolf man yeah it was it was just cool enough but not too nerdy if that makes sense it was right in the middle and i i think right. by becoming comfortable with it and learning to love it and allowed me to branch out into those other things like your battle star uh star trek like we just said and everything mm -hmm. else sized you know science fiction related i mean that really was the progenitor and the conduit for me to say okay i'm so in love with this genre i'm going to love everything else doctor who anything anything along those lines so that's nice. what, that's what, it made me very comfortable with this with this because if I had just started out and had only been a Star Trek fan, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I it's still, definitely not a direct translation from yeah. Star Trek to Star Wars. Like if you have those preconceived notions, it's harder. I think it. I think I became more of a Star Trek fan because I was a Star Wars fan at first. Because once you run through the original trilogy, the prequels, Clone Wars. You know, you kind of are Alexander. You've conquered the known world. And right. so you go off to test your foot in the water with something new. And Star Trek has its merits. It is great. It is brilliant. But it's definitely Diet Coke and Pepsi when you're comparing <laughs> the two. Wait, Diet Coke is pretty great. That's why I said diet. It's not bad. Okay, okay. I mean, hey, any chance that I could pick up... Any, anytime I'm scrolling through YouTube... And I see um, scenes with Patrick Stewart just chewing up said scene, <laughs> especially I think there's a part where he do you remember when he kind of took on all of Spock's? I think it was Spock's father gave him all of the emotions. 
that yeah, his uh, father was yeah, Spock's father was going through that. It wasn't Colonar, it's that other made up word they did for when a Vulcan is reaching its it's basically Alzheimer's for Vulcans and they can't control their emotions. So he just poured them all into Picard and he just had that meltdown. Theatrics acting. <laughs> as we call it. But we're not talking about Star Trek. Star no. Wars, not Star yes. Trek. Um but yeah, so it seems like you and I started out very young. We didn't pick this up mm-hmm. at an older age. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, we we kind of grew up with this, and it's been such a huge part of our life. I mean, is so. Can you the stuff that's out today? Yes, I mean, I know people are mixed. People say, "Oh, we're oversaturating our, ourselves with Star Wars," but I would argue that we don't really have enough star wars and I'll, and I'll tell you why but what do you think when i say that that we don't have enough star wars i think i'm on the same page with you because it's not that there isn't like enough star wars figures toys shirts and stuff out there it's just the diversity and variety of everything because they keep giving you you know they'll give you the og kenner figure luke then they give you the special edition luke then they give you the chubby luke then they give you the luke in the back the tank so it's a lot of the same stuff just repackaged and repurposed but i definitely agree that we need more variety we need new lightsabers we need new characters new black series yeah and in not just in my opinion, not just more Jedi. We don't need more laser sword wielding no. uh, wizards. I mean, the the original trilogy built lay the foundation for such a vast universe. We have bounty hunters. We have spice mm-hmm. runners. We have the Hut clan. Yeah, we have all these different clans. I mean, yeah. I mean, Star Wars is the Je- the Jedi are the most attractive and the the best part of Star Wars. Don't get us wrong. But yeah, there's so many different stories, and Andor really kind of, I think, opened the door for it. Oh my God, Andor was incredible. It was, it was the furthest thing disconnected from Star Wars, but brought it back to its roots. If that makes any sense at all. No, absolutely, and you know, not very, very, very little mention of Jedi. Yes, and other than like maybe the Kyber crystal and all that. It was just you could it just showed you can tell an amazing down to earth real stakes Star Wars story without having to fall back on the faces and people you already know and love. And so that leads to another part of this special where we want to talk about things that are coming out, things that are announced and things we're looking forward to. So Haven, you've obviously had more of a pulse on what's coming out you said i see all your instagram messages this guy likes to send me 10 messages a day and i never complain i want to keep you informed (laughs) but i do read them but i see i see there's there's a there's a bunch of ip coming out um from what you've seen what are you most looking forward to uh specifically star wars day probably the simpsons rogue one special (laughs) now i thought that was a parody (laughs) Okay. Okay. Wait. 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 I'm. I'm sorry. Of course, it's a parody. It's The Simpsons. But I thought that was just a joke (laughs) image. You know, it was. It was a. Was a Maggie. 
It was Maggie and Grogu's uh, little pod running away from an army of TIE fighters. Yeah, I thought that was just like a I, I thought it was just like a, a picture that someone made and just out of it. Oh, no, my friend, you are missing out on a treasure trove of just Simpsons jokes. Well, now that, Every now year that I'm they see- drop a new one. Now that I'm seeing it, though, I'm seeing it now they, it's a short much to the same effect, like how they did um, stuff for Marvel as well and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was, you know, just they're kind of tribute for May the 4th and they kind of came up with this whole image. I didn't know it was a whole short. That's great. It's becoming a tradition since uh, Disney Plus started, which I'm all for. Do I love that it's a baby flying around in space? No. Would I like to see Homer bumbling through as a hut? Yes. (laughs) He always gets the worst. And, And that's what I do love about that's what shows like that and Family Guy really I really enjoy nowadays. Um. I used to watch The Simpsons very heavily, uh, mm-hmm. Family Guy, obviously, back in the day. But, you know, stuff the stuff for me got old or stale after a while. So what I do like is these these parody episodes or tribute episodes where you take characters that you know, like your Homer Simpson, and put them into the shoes of another <laughs> character you know. It just It's exactly. so fun. Like the Blue Harvest Family Guy trilogy is one of my favorite <laughs> Family Guy episodes. <laughs> It's it's one of the few Family Guy stuff I do acknowledge because it's just so great. Yeah, of there's course, no Peter Griffin would that. be Han Solo, mm-hmm. and of course he's wearing a Kabbalah bracelet. <laughs> of course, um, I'm looking here. So we have a uh, Young Jedi Adventures. It looks like it's a kids show for pre- for preschoolers. So is that's 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 going to run into some tough competition because I I've just been talking to some of my friends with kids and some of the shows like their kids are into or you know i mean the, the, the quality is pretty great but i'm also kind of sad because <laughs> these are young jedi i'm assuming i i don't know if this takes place pre-order 66 but <laughs> oh yeah they're 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 well safe this is high republic era so this is when the jedi are flourishing there's not a sith to be in sight not a Master Skywalker with a crazy look in his eye. These kids survive. Okay, so you did more research than me because I was thinking, man, one of mm-hmm. these kids are just walking down through the archives, <laughs> and then they just see, you know, <laughs> General Hello, Master Anakin Skywalker. Can I help you with your lightsaber? <laughs> just General Skywalker standing in a corner with a hood on, just looking very menacing. And and like, hey, kid, let me show you something. And the their the one of their teachers is like, oh no, we we're not going to bother with him today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's great. So, hey man, I wish I had this as a kid. I probably would be into it as well. But I love that um, we're that they're they're giving you know kids a, a very digestible and easy way to get into Star Wars. I I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. And I saw another thing they announced, uh, the bandits of Golak or Kolak. I'm not sure. Or I think it's Golak. The font's a little funky. Bandits of Golak. Yes. From Star Wars Visions. Volume. Yes. Two. And I was surprised to see that they were doing it in like a Clone War style because I thought that Visions was strictly anime. Yeah, that is interesting. And it's yeah, I'm I'm just looking I'm looking at some of these images. And that what is that? Is that I can't tell. There's a Jedi wielding two sabers, but I can't tell what race they are. 
I know it's very different. It's hard to see, yeah. And then I'm again I'm looking at the other poster where they kind of have the what would you call it? The uh Phantom Menace style with the eyes and then the three characters. Yep, yeah, I'm seeing that. So what's your thoughts on Star Wars Visions? Um I know a lot of people that people that I know are are kind of 50-50 on it. They either love the ambitiousness of it and some are just say that is just way too insane and not my Star Wars. You see, I'm for the ambitiousness of it. I will go on record and admit right now I haven't actually watched the show just because Ooh. I'm not a huge anime person and just the idea of seeing all these like Sith demons and waifus you know it's not really my thing but if someone gave me a playlist I would watch it I would give it a shot but I like the idea of them trying to go out of the box with Star Wars but maybe branch out from the Jedi we don't need to just see the same Sith and Jedi fight over and over in a different locale or different stakes so I, you know I show will... us a so I will say I I do like visions because I am an anime fan and I think that it was a really nice way to to reimagine uh Jedi and kind of even just the way they fight in this in these visions just you know uh samurai style uh it just it was it's so different and so cool but like I said some people were just not a fan of that because it was just way too different and they said that's not how Jedi you know Jedi's are not ronin and all this stuff but yeah, I just, yeah, I'm I'm all for different interpretations of stuff that I love as long as it pay, pays enough respect to the original. If they completely changed it to where it just was, it just looked it looked like a joke. Yeah. Then yeah, you don't want to see it turned into robot chicken. No. <laughs> <laughs> Who also does pretty great uh, parodies and episodes of Star Wars. Very true. Uh, My favorite one is with Darth sleeping in the ghost of Jar Jar coming to annoy him. Oh, (laughs) I did not remember that one. (laughs) No, (laughs) I remember the one where um, the emperor gets a call from Vader and it's just it's just him. But he's on the phone and he's like, what? They blew it up. (laughs) And he just he's like, no, no, no. Stop crying. Stop crying. And he's like, (laughs) do you remember that? Yeah, I remember that one. That yeah. reminds me a lot of like the old Lego blooper shorts. Oh, do you yeah. remember those? Yeah, yeah. I do. So, I mean, it's... I'm looking at more. We have High Republic, of course, coming out. Yes. And you... Uh, I mean, I don't think it's going to take from the comics in any way, but you have been reading that run. Oh, yeah. I am a diehard fan of the High Republic Kevin Scott and Ario Antonito can do no wrong. I am so sorry if I butchered your last name, brother. <laughs> so can you kind of, for those who haven't read it, I haven't read it, but I mean, I've, I've played KOTOR 1 and 2. Um, those are kind of my definitions. And I've, I've also played, you know, was it the uh, the, MM, the MMO uh, Star Wars game? Was it? I think it's also called Old Republic. It's called Old Republic. Yeah. Um, any comparison? Is there any? Those are kind of my definition of what the High Republic would have been, you know, two, three thousand years ago. But what's what's that kind of layout in that kind of world? You know, it's not too far off from the old Republic so much, but it is a different 
class of the Jedi. Like this is back where you get to see them before the great fall, before the war and everything. So they're a lot more happy-go-lucky. They actually show emotion and connect on a different level than just, it is nice to see you, Master. Very nice to see you, Apprentice. Let's go save some people. You know, it's not, there's not all that formality with the Jedi. So it makes you beg the question, where did it go wrong? If it, it just seems like it was the golden age of the Jedi Order and the Republic. So where did it all oh, it go was wrong? In, it starts off... You know, kind of how you would expect. There is a threat that happens on a planet. They're basically mind control plant spores that turn you into zombies. Mm -hmm. And so they, you know, it's a real internal struggle. So the Jedi have to very much fortify their minds to be able to defeat an enemy like that. And then that goes into smugglers who destroy basically the headquarters of the jedi before jedda and everything they had the starlight beacon which was the shining hope of the galaxy like you just saw it floating in space and be like the jedi are watching over me you know what i may have to pick it up i may have to pick you know, it up. the trade uh for volume one just came out and i think two is not too far off so now would be the perfect time for you to pick that up i can't recommend it enough okay okay and speaking of the uh high republic and the old republic Star Wars video games. Let's talk about that. So, oh, yeah. Only because Jedi Survivor came out uh, this last week, rather. And mm -hmm. it's, I haven't bought it yet because my rule with new games that you know don't need to be purchased on launch day is that I give it about a month or so to let them work out the bugs because you know there's always any game that launches is always going to have issues. And lo and behold, there are a lot of issues with it right now. Really? No, it's like PC stuff and performance. Ah. Um, nothing huge, but you know, I want to be able to pick it up and not have to deal with that stuff. So, uh, but when it comes to the games, uh, if you had a number one or even a number two or a top two rather or three, mm. what would they be? Number one, I would probably oh, have... let's start with number three. Don't give oh. the top spot away yet. Okay, okay, I gotcha. All right, number three <laughs> would probably have to be uh the original Battlefront 2. Okay. Number two would probably be the newer star wars battlefront 2 but the vr version because i had a psvr and the coolest thing was being able to just put on the headset jump in a tie fighter and go to shoot down the millennium falcon that was one of the most fun star wars experiences i've ever had <laughs> okay okay and number one would probably like i wouldn't say probably because it's easily the Lego Star Wars video game saga. Lego Star Wars video game saga. Wow, that is not what I thought you would have picked, but it also is not surprising. That I mean, also... those are some of the best, like just the Lego games in general are some of the best. Yeah. They're the most interactive. They're action-packed. Yeah. They have the best and funny cutscenes. And true. they pay tribute and homage to, you know, where it comes from. That's true. Lego, the Lego games rarely, rarely miss. Uh, there have been some misses. I've played a lot of them, but for the most part, yeah, they 
you can play them as an eight-year-old or an 88-year-old. That's the great <laughs> point about that that franchise. Uh, for me, I think I'm going to go with Battlefront 2 as my number three. Oh, nice. Uh, I put so many hours into that. Uh, I can talk ad nauseum about all the things me and my friends would do just for fun. The things we would <laughs> quote. Uh, <laughs> it was just a great time. Number two, you know, this is kind of this is more like a recency bias kind of thing, but I will put uh, Jedi Outcast. No, not Jedi. Oh, nice. Outcast. Outcast would be number four, actually. Um, really? Yeah, it, it's great, though. It's great. It was a Kuzik main character, uh, Kyle Katarn. Uh, I thought it was Cal Kessel. Um, oh, Cal Kestis? No, that that is um, Fallen Order. He's from Fallen Order. Ah, Fallen Order. Yeah. But Kyle Katarn, it's the uh, it's it's the old like, um, came out in the mid nineties. It was uh, he was he was a guy who like cut himself off from the Force, I think, and had to relearn to become a Jedi. It was like, oh wow, you're teaching me something about Star Wars now. <laughs> something like that. I've, I I'm probably butchering the storyline, but <laughs> that's probably number four. Number two is definitely uh, Fallen Order. That's the one you're talking about. Um, it's yeah. kind of recency bias because you know I just you know we have the new one that just came out and then the other one a few years ago, but that just felt like that felt like a a real Jedi Star Wars game, not just a Star Wars game, but it felt like you felt like a real Jedi in that one. I mean, you definitely play as a real survivor. Like the way he fights with a lightsaber and just blaster in the force. It is insane. It's unlike anything we have seen, or I think we'll even see in any of the shows or movies. And if it looks like the actor, um, forget his name. Cameron Monaghan, I think. Yeah. Is that how you say his last name? Cameron Monaghan, who, by the way, mm-hmm. cut a really great commercial with uh, Mark Hamill. Oh, I love and, that commercial. And, and by the way, both the great Jokers. Mm-hmm. Very <laughs> true. I didn't even think of that aspect. <laughs> um, and number one for me is going to be KOTOR, Knights of the Old Republic. Um Man, that was the most one of the most immersive games I have ever played, and it really just sucked me into the world of the old republic. Yeah, that is a, just a great MMO for any Star Wars fan to be able to invade the world like that. And it had one of the greatest video game twists of all time. <laughs> I don't know if you remember the twist, do you? Uh, I can't remember. Do you know who the main villain was or the main villain you were hunting down was a uh, one of them was Darth Revan. I was going to say it was Revan or Bane, right? Yeah. Uh, Revan or. I forget who the other guy was, but. Uh, spoiler alert for, for people who haven't played it in the last 20 years. Uh, <laughs> the twist is that you are Darth Revan and your mind. Oh! Is, do you remember that? No. Oh, I just spoiled it for you. Oh, man. Don't worry, there's a 20-year moratorium. <laughs> yeah, it is. You spend a big chunk of this game as a, a Jedi who lost his memories, who's, who cut themselves off from the Force. I, that seems to be a reoccurring theme for to in video games, to kind of just put you back at zero. Yeah, you cut yourself off, and you have to relearn everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's an easy cop-out. 
but in the process you're hunting for Revan and his uh the Malik Darth Malik the guy who betrayed him oh yeah Malik yeah and then it gets revealed midway through the game that you you were the big bad guy and your memory was wiped because uh, the Jedi council decided to do that and use you as a weapon against the Sith just I remember being like 13 years old and I was like, Oh my gosh, Star Wars. Oh, it's so amazing. I, I now I, it's like, I remember why I fell in love with the, the ultimate M night Shyamalan twist. Better than that. <laughs> it's like, it was just a happy marriage. You're like, you know what? This is why I love you. Yeah. You, little <laughs> you just roll over in bed and be like, you know, Hey, you're pretty great. Star Wars. <laughs> They're like, shut yeah. up. I know. <laughs> oh man. But I am looking forward to playing uh, Jedi Survivor uh, in about a month. We'll give it a month. There's there's no rush. Uh, and I really hope we get to see Cameron Monaghan uh, in live action in some way. Assuming he survives. I don't know. We're not. I don't, I don't know the ending of this game. But assuming he survives Survivor. <laughs> it's uh, called Survivor. He has to survive, right? Tell me he survives. I don't know. It's I don't know. But I would love to see him in... Maybe is an older person in uh, the Ray Skywalker sequel that we. But does are... anyone in Star Wars actually age? Because you have Bo Katan, who is a gilf at this point. <laughs> That's true, and we all. But the only person you really got screwed over by age would probably be Obi Wan, because you have the TV show, and he has about what fifteen years—not even fifteen years, like ten years—to look like yeah. he does in New Hope. <laughs> something had, they need to make that canon somehow something needs to happen maybe he gets trapped maybe it's like samurai jack he gets sent to like thrown in a portal to the old republic <laughs> and he has to live there for like 50 years until he finds his way back <laughs> to his i mean timeline. that's the only thing that makes sense like how someone can age in star wars yeah so but you know what i'd love to see him in live action uh Man, because he is he is a cool he's just a cool character. I mean with the popularity that this game has and how they bring in Star Wars commandos into Bad Batch, there is no way it might not be as soon as we want, but there's no doubt we're gonna see Cal in a live action show, special, or movie. I would love to see him get a trilogy. Ooh. Yeah, but how do you do that with such a great story that's already told in a video game? You know, maybe you take each movie by era. The first one focuses on him as a Padawan. Second, you know, some in-between time. Like, maybe that picks up right before the video game. And then, depending on how many more video games are, the last movie could be after the last video game. Okay, okay, very true. Well, you know... As The Last of Us has shown us, it's not such a bad idea to adapt a, a game storyline verbatim. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that um, could work too. So it was, you know, maybe we it wouldn't be so bad. And you know what? We're a little we're we're kind of running out of time here, but another game. I'm just gonna throw this out for those who maybe the powers that be, may be listening. Give us a Republic Commando sequel, please. Yes, we need to know what happened. You remember that that they left us on a cliffhanger. I know. We need to get this back on. Tell John Favreau. <laughs> Republic Commando, one of the one of my favorite, favorite Star Wars shooters. Oh man. For the longest time, I didn't actually like consider that Star Wars just because 
I didn't know like the stormtroopers, if you want to call them, were like supposed to be stormtroopers. <laughs> really? Really, just because they were so different from anything I've seen between the like stormtroopers we knew and loved to the clones, it just didn't register to me. I think I think I can't remember correctly, but I do think they said somewhere that they 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 took away their fast aging and development and trained them differently or something like that. So they're kind of modified, but but you know what? Till they give us a sequel, it doesn't matter. So exactly. <laughs> anyway, we are short on time. We see. Haven was like, can we talk for a couple minutes? We're going to talk for the entire <laughs> minutes. Oh, man. Um, that is our May the 4th hodgepodge of just a deluge of love and affection. <laughs> and for a franchise that really built us, you know, from the ground up as, as people, as fans, would you say? Absolutely. It was here long before us and it will bury us. I will. I hope we are right now currently alive for the, the best stuff. After we go, they can be whatever. But I hope we're living through the best exactly Star Wars right now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll let us know what you guys think. Is Star Wars that great? Is Star Trek actually better? And we're just really, really over and underestimating it. I don't know, but you can let us know <laughs> on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, all that great stuff. But for now, I am Eugene. I'm Haven, huge fan. And this has been a 616 special.